Hi, and welcome back to Chapter by Chapter, a podcast where we cover a variety of games from a variety of eras and a variety of genres. I am your resident podcast hoster, Ethan, and we are joined by our Pokemon expert, Wecon. Hello. Yes. Let us uh, continue our save file and continue through this route. Uh, so, last time we uh, covered our fourth gym with Erika, uh, went over what you can do in the second half of Pokemon Tower, and started our journey from Lavender Town to Fuchsia City. Uh, we went through Route 12, sort of went through the Pokemon and what was happening on that route. So we'll jump straight in by proceeding southward to the next route, which is Route 13. Alright, um, so, uh, for Route 13, or at least between Route 12 and 13, there is one type of trainer that you do run into, uh -huh. um, that I don't think you see very often, especially in Gen 1, which is the Rocker class. Yeah. Which I think is, like, the musician class. Yeah. Uh, well, Rockers have sort of been phased out, really. They sort of were phased out from Gen 1 to and then they sort of made a brief reappearance in Gen 5 alongside uh, the uh, male version of themselves, but then they sort of started to disappear again. So, uh, but obviously we'll get into, we'll obviously compare sort of trainer classes and stuff like that as they, as we do the other generations and sort of go through them. So, uh, Route 13 is infamous for its maze fence puzzle uh again like we said in the rocket hideout the issue is because of the screen the fixed camera and stuff like that and you can't really see that makes it a bit hard but obviously this is much easier because you don't have stuff swirling you left to right and so on and so on yeah yeah essentially but you know it's not like you have like these slow moving arrow things yeah. that just push you around you can kind of just fight the trainers and wander at your own leisure and you'll make it through it's not too bad yeah uh oh. uh going back to rocker uh pretty much uses just electric types really sort of going with the whole idea of sound and sort of that is that correct uh yeah they mainly use electric types uh -huh. so for the most part that's like yeah yeah uh so uh not much to see there really um, one thing I do want to bring up, um, I, I don't think we touched up too much on Snorlax, so I just want to mention him real oh, quick. Yeah? Um, like, right before you start Route 13, you have to deal with Snorlax, uh -huh. and honestly, I would say that if you have the patience, you should definitely catch Snorlax, yeah. because he, he's quite powerful, and he's yeah. quite, and he can take a lot of hits, so he's, he's a good, like, defender of the team. Yeah, no, I would, uh, 100% agree, uh, Snorlax is a Pokemon from Generation 1 that is very powerful, and even still to this day does still have some use, despite all the new Pokemon and sort of the fact that Snorlax, uh, when you sort of look at Snorlax in comparison to other Pokemon, it is sort of deemed as obsolete, but, uh, in compared to, but like in Generation One, Snorlax is definitely a heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah, and you know, with him being just just a pure normal type, he's only weak to ground, so 
he can put on a, a, a lot of hits from a lot of Pokemon. Like even psychic types, yeah. uh, it would take him a few hits to even do anything to Snorlax. Yeah. Um, and also for Snorlax, uh, he has the rest. Yeah. Which for him is really good since it gives you all of your life back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and all that you really sacrifice for that is sleeping, but. Uh, I don't know if sleep moves exist in Generation 1, like sleep talk and that. Uh, are they a thing in Generation 1, or...? Uh, in Gen 1, no, they are not. You are just asleep for two turns, and then you wake up. Yeah. Oh. And, so, but it's always, you're always asleep for one turn, and then you wake up for the next turn, but yeah. that turn you can't attack. Yeah. Um, so it's two turns that you can't do anything, but in exchange you get all of your HP back. Yeah, and... and that's really quick <laughs> And the thing is, Snorlax is so bulky, so what you can do is you can uh, attack the other Pokemon until your health gets low, use rest, uh, the other Pokemon will try and beat you, uh, but it probably won't, then you can get an attack in with Snorlax and then use rest again, so you can pretty much keep going. Yeah, yeah, however, rest is a blessing and a curse. Because of rest, Snorlax is very annoying to catch. Yeah. Because wild Pokemon will just throw out rest at any time to get all their HP back. Yeah. But and could, that sucks. But could you argue that it also makes it easier because it would be asleep? Um, yeah, it's really just like how you feel about like a Pokemon's HP uh-huh. being too high to catch it. Because, you know, generally for catching Pokemon you want to weaken them and then throw a Pokeball at it, so like, just the fact that he's always getting all of his HP back can can make him tough. I don't really know about the calculation when it comes to, like, throwing a Pokeball, like, what your chances are. Yeah. But I always found that to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, shall we move on to Route 14? Uh, yes, yes, Route 14. Right, so, Route 14, uh... Like we are saying, uh, well, per- like, before we get into Route 14, I would like to say how, personally, this is, like, one of the longest bits of path between two, uh, locations in the region, because it is, like, comprised of four separate routes, which, albeit aren't very big by themselves, but when you put them all together, it is quite a lot. Yeah, the journey from Lavender Town to Fuchsia City, going through routes 12, 13, 14, and 15 is quite a journey. Yeah. Because um, you do fight a lot of trainers yeah. between these routes. There's cool, there's a lot of trainers you fight. Um, oh, yeah. And that's why it's good to have a Pokemon that knows fly, so you can always fly back to Lavender if uh, yeah. if your health gets low or your Pokemon yeah. start getting weak. Uh, alternatively, on Route 12, you can always take a break and go left to head back to, uh, I think it's Vermilion City, to rest up that way as well. Uh, yes, yeah, right after you fight Snorlax, that's like the fork that lets you go back to Vermilion, so you can rest up there too, if you'd rather, because it might be closer. I don't, I don't really know for sure, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh... then... No, continue. What? No, continue with what you were going to say. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, so Route 14, one thing I do want to mention real quick on Route 14 um, is that in red and blue, uh, there is some grass on Route 14 uh-huh. um, after you go through like the fence maze thing, and there is a chance where in that grass you can find a ditto. Yeah, uh, well, let's talk about Ditto, because Ditto is an extremely unique Pokemon, uh, nothing has, nothing comes close to Ditto, uh, before or since its existence, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ditto's really one of a kind, because okay. he's essentially, like, the normal type Pokemon that only knows one move, which is Transform, yeah. that will allow him to turn into a copy of his opponent. Yeah, uh... Yeah, uh, this can be useful because uh, Ditto can turn into pretty much every Pokemon, but if Ditto is a lower level than said Pokemon, it will obviously be weaker. Yeah, yeah. I. Um, and he also gets all the opponent's moves because he copied them, albeit he only gets like five of each move, so he doesn't get a whole lot. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you'd like to think 20 moves is enough for about yeah yeah and then also in the later generations dinner becomes even more useful but yeah you know, in gen one that's about the limit of what he can really do yeah uh no so anyway uh moving on so we are on to uh, route 14, well, we're still on Route 14, never mind. Uh, anything of note regarding trainers? Uh, yeah, so there's two types of trainers that you'll run into on Route 14. Uh-huh. Um, one of them, I don't think we've covered yet, uh, the Bird Keepers. Yeah, uh, Bird Keepers, as their name suggests, use birds exclusively. Yeah, yeah, they like their, they like their feathers and their talons and all that. Uh-huh. Um, and the other type of trainer is the biker. Yeah. Uh, bikers are sort... Bikers are... Well, what are... What do bikers use, really? Um, for the most part, bikers use poison types. Uh-huh. I think just the, like, reference the exhaust that comes out of their bike or something. Yeah. Uh... So, uh, pretty much again, variety, team variety, and sort of having a strong team will be good against them. Uh, bird keepers, electric, rock, or ice types, although then again, you haven't actually encountered any ice types at all yet. No, no, there really aren't that many, so. Yeah. Uh, so... If that's all for Route 14, shall we move on to the last part, Route 15? Um, yeah, yeah, so Route 15, um, again, there isn't too much of note. It seems that generally after, like, Routes 14 and 15 all have, like, the same type of Pokemon that you've been running into. Yeah. Um, like, aside from Ditto, like, you... Like Oddish, Bells, Brown, Venonat, Pidgey, uh-huh. Big Bell. Like these are all Pokemon we've seen and probably either have or don't care about already. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so nothing of note concerning uh, Pokemon. Uh, what about trainers? Any new trainers? I'm going to say no. 
Um, no, no. Yeah. All the same trainers that we've been fighting on rep 14 and 13 yeah. are also on 15. So there's yeah. not, um, there's not really anything of no, it's just a really long path with a lot of trainers. Yeah. Just to get from lavender to fuchsia. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, uh, but then again, that's a good thing because like we said, uh, the... The uh, jump in the levels is quite high at this point in the game. Like, there is quite a steep level curve, so it is good that you do have all of these trainers to fight. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more to, like, get the experience, evolve your Pokemon, get some better moves at them leveling up, yeah. and all of that to prepare you for what's to come. Because, yeah, from Erica to Koga is quite a difference. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I think it's like 10 levels or something at least. It's about that, yeah, yeah. Because Erica's in like the high 20s, low 30s, and I think Koga's are like high 30 and like 40 or somewhere there. So yeah, it's like it's like anywhere from like 9 to 10 level gap. Yeah. So. Uh, but no, so seeing as we're now finally done with our these four routes to actually get to Fuchsia City, we can finally start talking about Fuchsia City! Yeah, yeah, Fuchsia City. So, Fuchsia City is, like, the the city that's kind of away from all the other ones, yeah. with the exception of one other one. It's the one that's not near any of the other cities, but it's still attached. Yeah, uh, it um, is quite far. It is sort of out and, there. Yeah, yeah, it, it likes to keep to itself. Uh-huh. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, no, exactly. <laughs> um, so, in Fuchsia City, uh, there are... Um, so, aside from the gym that's in the city, um, one thing that is worth noting, uh, one big thing in Fuchsia City is the Safari Zone. Yes. Uh, it's, like, the main attraction. Yeah, so... Safari Zone, uh, as we've sort of touched on before, is where you can find Dratini, as uh, Safari Zone is home to the rarer types of Pokemon that you'll find in the region, and uh, that applies for every region that the Safari Zone appears in, really. Uh, so, but also the Safari Zone works differently, so why don't you tell us a bit about the mechanics for the Safari Zone? Um, yeah, so essentially for the Safari Zone, you go to the entrance... Um, and you pay a fee, and they give you uh, some safari balls because that's the only thing you're allowed to use in there. Uh -huh. um, and what you do is you're also not allowed to use any Pokemon. Yeah. So it is just you by yourself running around. Um, uh -huh. You run into the grass, and um, instead of throwing a Pokemon, it's just you there against it. And you have the choice to either throw some bait in order to, like, distract the Pokemon, um, you can throw a rock um, to make them angry, um, or you can throw a Safari Ball to try and catch it. So essentially you have to use essentially these three things to try and catch the Pokemon there. Yeah. Um, now, with the Safari Zone, a few things. One, um, when you run out of Safari Balls, like your game ends and they make you leave, um, you are also only allowed to take so many steps uh, because essentially that is your timer. 
I don't remember the exact number, but um, I believe when you pause the game, it tells you how many steps you have, uh-huh. and it counts down by one every time you take a step, and you want to travel around the safari zone as much as you can and find all the rare Pokemon that are available. Because um, once you run out of steps, they make you leave. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Uh, but, no, is there any Pokemon of, obviously, Dratini, but any other Pokemon of note in the Safari Zone? Um, yeah, so aside from Dratini, um, the Safari Zone, if you use a fishing rod, because you are still allowed to use your fishing rod to get Pokemon in the water. Um, <laughs> excuse me, um, Psyduck and Slowpoke are both available in the Safari Zone. Yeah. Uh, are they available anywhere else in the region, or is it just the Safari Zone? I think they are still in the um, in the water. You are still able to find yeah. them, but um, it's just another area where you can do so. But yeah, uh, I think I think it's just because we hadn't touched them a whole lot. Yeah. So, would you recommend adding Eva to your team? Um, I would for either one can really be good because Psyduck, albeit he's just a water type, um, in the later generations he does become like when he evolves into Bulldog, he does become a psychic type. Yeah. Um, and that's what you know, psychic types are great. Um, and then Slowpoke is already a psychic type. Uh-huh. And he's a bit tankier than Psyduck is, especially yeah. when he evolves into Slowbro. So, yeah. uh, but it doesn't really have as many psychic type moves or as much variety as a pure psychic type, does it? Not necessarily, no, because they both do still learn like some water type moves. Uh-huh. Um, that's because that's a big focus for them because they are also water types. So, yeah. Um, but. Both types are good, but special, so it could definitely be worth having on your team, especially if you don't really have a good water type, like, unless you have Gyarados, um, or unless you caught, like, Poliwhirl, or, like, any other water type before came here, they can definitely be worth it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on, is there any more Pokemon of note in Safari Zone? Um, yeah, so you can get, like, uh, this is one of the places where you can get Execute, uh-huh. um, who is a pretty uncommon Pokemon. You yeah. don't run into Execute very much, if at all. Yeah. Uh... Um, you can also get, uh, this is also the area, um, uh, where if you're playing red, you could find Scyther, or if you're playing blue, you can find Pinsir. But they are very hard to find. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so would you recommend adding any of those three to your team? Um, let me see. Uh, Scyther is definitely a good Pokemon to have, because he's quick mm. and he's pretty strong for yeah. a type. Um, Pinsir, not so much. He's not quite as strong as Scyther. His moves that he learns also aren't as good. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I really like Pinsir, so yeah. I, I usually get him anyways. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of Pinsir, I prefer Cypher over Pinsir. Uh, but something I think is weird is in, uh, the next generation, Cypher gets an evolution, but Pinsir doesn't. But Pinsir does get a mega evolution in generation six. 
So they do sort of balance out, but now that Mega Evolution is seemingly no longer a concept, it is sort of disappointing that that's all it really gets. So now Cypher is automatically stronger than Pinsir again, which is a shame, but... Oh well. Uh... Um, let's see. So other Pokemon that you probably haven't run into that you can get in the Safari Zone, um, uh, one... There's two that you definitely can't find anywhere else that you can get here. One is Chansey. Yeah. Uh, um, Chansey. Which is... Yeah, no, go on. Um, Chansey is definitely, like, the other normal-type tank Pokemon that you can get. Uh-huh. Um, who, basically, the issue with Chansey, especially in Gen 1, is that Chansey can take a lot of hits, but yeah. Chansey is not very strong. No, uh... I think Chansey's only attacking move is Egg Bomb. Uh, that's like its signature move. Yeah, that's like that's like signature attack is Egg Bomb. Otherwise, it really only learns like pretty basic, uh, normal type moves like Pound and Double Slam and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't really learn anything that's not a normal type move. Uh huh. Um. So honestly, as much as I love Chansey because of Blissey is actually one of my top three Pokemon. In Generation 1, I probably wouldn't get Chansey, because Chansey is not very good by itself. Yeah. Uh, No, not really. Uh, Chansey is sort of built to be more of a supporting Pokemon, but in Generation 1, where there are no double battles, it is hard to be, like, a supporting Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. However, the other Pokemon that you can find in here uh, is Kangaskhan. And Kangaskhan's good. Kangaskhan is strong. He's a strong normal type. Yeah, uh, we covered that before that uh, Giovanni has a Kangaskhan as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. in in red and blue, when you fight Giovanni, he has a Kangaskhan. and on that fight alone, you should be able to determine if you would like one or not. Um, I think Kangaskhan's good. Uh, you may not want to fill your team up with too many normal types, but... Um, so I don't know if I would have both Kangaskhan and Snorlax. Yeah. Um, but either one is a really good choice. Although Snorlax is easier to get because you have to fight one, whereas Kangaskhan is quite rare and very hard to find. Yeah. But... Uh... No, so is that it for Safari Zone, or is there any more Pokemon? Uh, double check. Uh oh. Um, you can get Rhyhorns in here, which you really can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Um, which you also fought when you fought Giovanni. You also fought a Rhyhorn. So again, you can use that fight to determine if you would want one or not. Yeah. Um, because Rhyhorn's a good Pokemon. Yeah. He's a good Brock. Uh, it's stronger than Onyx, especially when he evolves into Rhydon. Yeah. Rhydon's very strong. I'm assuming you would have one on your team based on the praise you've heaped on Ry- Rhydon Rhyhorn in the past. Yeah, yeah. Especially because I, I do like Rhyhorn. I like how he's definitely like strong and can take hits. Um, and then Rhydon's very strong. So he's definitely worth having. Like, even if, like, he can generally be considered better than, like, Sandslash, but it's really, and I, it's a matter of opinion. So. Uh, 
Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and so uh, I believe the last Pokemon that you can only find in the Safari Zone um, is Tauros. Yeah. Uh, to- now, well, Tauros is quite infamous because uh, when you enter the Safari Zone, you get 30 Safari Balls. And when Ash went to the Safari Zone, he used all of his Safari Balls to catch Wild Tauros, so he owns 30 of them. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, yeah, so Tauros, also known as Game Freak's least favorite Pokemon, because <laughs> uh, Tauros is the only Pokemon from Gen 1 who has gotten absolutely nothing. He does not have a baby form, he does not have a evolution, he does not have a, um, um, a, um, transformation yeah he doesn't get like a special dynamax tauros yeah it's absolutely nothing game freak hates tauros which sucks because i love tauros <laughs> well it's also funny that you mentioned baby forms uh jinx who we've mentioned briefly before gets a baby form in the next generation and jinx was accused of blackface so it's like how much do they hate tauros yeah i don't know i don't know they just they they never they never give Tauros anything, yeah. and it sucks because Tauros is pretty. He's a pretty good Pokemon, yeah. but Game Freak just forgot about it. Yeah, which is dumb because even Farfetched, all the way back, it's like got nothing until Sword and Shield. They finally gave him an evolution, and Tauros still gets nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh. Is that all we have for the Safari Zone, really? Um, for the Pokemon, yes. That's mm. a generally like the Pokemon that you're going to be looking for yeah. and would be catching if you do want them. Um, now, it'll obviously take a few trips to both get used to the Safari <laughs> Zone and find the Pokemon you want. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it is, possible to, it is possible to go through there as many times as you want and get everything that you want. Yeah. So. Uh, I forget, is the Safari Zone free in this generation, or do you have to pay? No, you do have to pay. Huh. I believe, yeah. The I think Safari it's only 500. Zone, I think the first few generations, you had to pay to get in there. Yeah. Uh, but... Re... Anyway. Uh, so, we'll go over the buildings in Future City before we finish up, so... Uh, obviously, as you expect, Pokemon Center, Pokemon Market. Uh, is there anything else of note in Future City? Um, yeah, so real quick, what I want to mention is that besides all the Pokemon in the Safari Zone, um, you do want to go through, like, aside from catching what you want, you do want to go all the way through, like, to the end, because there is a building at the end, in which if you go into that building and talk to the person there, they will give you Surf, because that is how you get Surf. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Surf will be something very useful uh, later on, and as a move, it is extremely useful. It is quite powerful, uh, but obviously we'll get into how useful Surf will be when we encounter a moment when we need to get Surf. But as, well, when we need to use Surf, but like we have sort of mentioned before how uh, most Water-type Pokémon are in the war and like up until now you've already had the fishing rod to uh 
like encounter them but with surf you can sort of do that automatically because it lets you track water but uh no regardless uh that's all the time we have for this week's episode so if you would like to shamelessly plug your youtube channel as you usually do Oh, yeah, that went quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah! So, <laughs> um, so, my YouTube channel is Chaos Roy, C-H-A-O-S-R-O-Y, where I cover all kinds of them, all kinds of different games, and we play them and discuss them and everything like that. So, your your watchful eyes taking a peek is greatly appreciated. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so don't no, go follow, subscribe, like, uh, don't dislike, although I think YouTube's re- removed that feature now. Uh, yeah, disliking doesn't matter anymore, so. Yeah. Well, dislike away then. <laughs> no, don't do, no, don't do that, don't do that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Chapter by Chapter. Uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon, which is linked in the description. If you do, you'll get access to episodes a week before they release publicly. Uh, there are several tiers on our Patreon. If you join one of the higher tiers, you will get access to our prize draw we are currently running, where you have the chance to win an original copy of Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow for the Game Boy. Uh, people who aren't subscribed to our Patreon can enter that prize draw as well but you will have to pay for it because obviously we need money to buy these games somehow uh so yeah please do do that uh we have a twitter which you can follow us for updates which is again linked in the description uh and if you think you have the knowledge and the expertise on a certain video game or a video game series uh please let me know via the email that is again linked in the description to uh, put yourself forward and audition yourself and maybe we'll do a future season with you involved in the game of your choice. But thank you for listening to the podcast and we hope to see you again next week. Bye!